Welcome back. Now investors are navigating trading in a time of growing geopolitical conflict. Trends have shown that some investors have become more conscious about where they put their money, often weighing market wisdom against a human morality. Uh, Jamil Ahmad, Chief Analyst at GTC Dubai, joins us now for a look into the impact of morality on traditional investment methods. Thank you so much for your time, Jamil. Now, uh, quite an interesting uh, topic there because we have seen investors flocking to defense stocks as the markets got news of uh, Russia invading Ukraine last year and even now with the Israel-Hamas uh, war just uh, recently. So, and I mean, j j I'm just wondering, are defense stocks only popular during uh, these times of intense war or are they seen as a very defensive part of the market where they carry value even when we don't have um, as much escalation in geopolitical tensions? Thank you very much for having GTC. Actually, the answer is somewhere in between. Mm. So when we don't have much more going on, there is a reason to say that defense stocks can be somewhat, no pun intended, something on the defensive that yeah. you could have in your portfolio. At the same point with what's happening in the world and the real increase in geopolitical risks over the past couple of years, you've just named two different events now that have just taken place within roughly 18 months of each other. So obviously you would see interest towards those sort of assets and those sorts of instruments. But we have to say, though, What's currently taking place, it's absolutely horrible. It's really difficult to watch. But the yeah. financial market impact hasn't been intense at all based on where this conflict is unfortunately breaking out. It's not in an area of high economic productivity, yeah. nor is it in an area where a commodity, let's say like oil or a food supply or so forth, comes through that um, market or region of that territory. Oh. Now, if that extended into wider in the region, of course, that view would completely change. But we can't compare apple for apple here. What happened with Russia and Ukraine? Number one, Ukraine as a food supply mm. and so forth, the exports of food, that was a huge deal for inflation. And then we had the oil price shock as well. So that's why I think that we can't really compare the two events simultaneously. But we can say that, yes, we know that the Middle East region is sensitive, it is volatile to very uncertain and unpredictable political risk. Mm. At the same point, there's no better barometer towards rolling up a portfolio right now than the oil price. The oil mm. price is now actually significantly weaker than when this unfortunate event started early October. And that shows all you need to know about institutions, asset managers, that's the old trade that you follow the money. Yeah. And if the money's not buying oil, it shows that wider financial market assets aren't actually as concerned about the impact of this. But of mm. course, on a human level, the thoughts are, are completely different. Ah, that's actually very interesting because my next question was to ask, because I mean, obviously people, some investors, you know, are saying that, you know, morality considered, they will not go into these defense stocks uh, in times of war. And I was actually about to ask, are there indirect um, ways of profiting from a war that aren't directly uh, involved uh, in the war? Well, what I would say to you here, Sanafi, firstly, it's an excellent topic, but Financial markets are not human. That's yeah. why what we see in financial market activity, we're just looking at price and the charts. Yeah. You have to really decipher between the two. Like there's a human impact, mm. there's an emotional impact towards what we're seeing unfold no matter which territory. Yeah. But financial markets and the algorithms and so forth are not human. Yeah. So how they react can be completely different to how we're reacting on the street. And I'm mm. feeling it as much as anybody else. Um, nonetheless, that's what I would say at the same point, we also have to consider that 
what's happening now is not something new. Yeah. Unfortunately, this territory has had a history for a long period of time, somewhat the same with the neighboring countries. Mm. Should we have had a new entrant, and by a new entrant, I mean like a new direction or shape of this kind of thing where, let's say, uh, hypothetically, a country that hasn't been involved in this conflict before gets yeah. involved, then we have more of a contagion risk. Mm. And that's what I would say. And at the same point, is it really... Can you really blame investors if they're investing in defense stocks at this time of point? Because it is a geopolitical yeah. crisis. At the same point, if you're going to take that point of view, then why was everybody buying pharma pharmaceutical stocks during the COVID pandemic? Interesting So we point. have to, again, we have to see it both ways. Interesting. I mean, I understand that the algorithms and all aren't human, but you are having humans investing in it. And there's actually even been the rise of the retail investor in, in the, the last couple of years. And I mean, an important part of that retail uh, investor population is Gen Z. And I feel like they're more aware um, as, as they try to elevate the world's consciousness. Sorry there to quote uh, WeWork. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they become more aware even just looking at them, you know, um, moving the ESG effort forward in terms of investing. Can we start to take retail investors in terms of um, trying to elevate humanity uh, through investing? Is it a significant part? Um, and can we see the rise of the retail investor maybe changing things uh, in the future or not? Or are they still just a very small part of the market that doesn't really have significant influence? No, absolutely. It's a growing market. And I think you've actually just made both of me and you as millennials look somewhat older there, just by mentioning <laughs> Generation C. Um, nonetheless, if you look at the activity, so let's just take the United States as a retail market yeah. as just one example here. And again, that's a small sample size, but considering it's the biggest capital market in the world, yeah. it's still reasonable to suggest this, that we now have up to 20% of those based in the US that are investing. That's a significant increase on just a couple of years ago. So yes, definitely the Gen Z, um, you know, that generation, millennials and so forth are definitely much more conscious yeah. and we're a lot more agile towards our behavior and maybe being aware of things that perhaps the previous generations weren't. That's also not a disrespect to those previous generations mm -hmm. just because we have so much access to digestible content from all different directions, all different points of view. So our portfolios, if we just look at the news agendas, yeah. we pick up our information from so many different places. So I do think that weighs into the consciousness. At the same point, the social media impact as well over the past 10 years or so, that horizon, that's also weighed into how yeah. we all, um, not just invest, but those who perhaps were not going to be accessible to financial inclusivity again the previous generations now yeah. with the advancements of social media smartphones uh, iphones and so forth it becomes a lot more accessible and what we also have to consider here that yes we have so many different concerns as well around the world like about climate change mm. about you pointed out esg about what might happen in the next uh, the future and so forth so we're certainly more conscious but at the same point we have to also uh, know the facts. I know one of the biggest things that's happening now is the boycotts of certain brands. Mm. I would say to those who might not have invested before, we also have to be able to decipher and really differentiate between a franchise mm. and one of those host companies that are actually the ones that are maybe providing the funds to somewhere that's not so it's sensitive. So I used to, I literally just came back from Egypt yeah. and there's a boycott of McDonald's. But 
while that might be the case that yes that is a brand that's certainly in the spotlight you have to know that that is also a local franchise so those who have mcdonald's in egypt it's not the same owner yeah. as the franchise who might have mcdonald's in us the host country or israel and so forth so we have to also be careful about understanding the facts but nonetheless yeah. yes you're completely right to get to your point that this generation now is extremely conscious extremely aware we're very inclusive we're very global and we do care about such matters yeah well thank you so much uh, for giving us analysis on that really really quite interesting uh, to talk about the psychology uh, of investors uh, in times of war and also just in changing times as we're going to uh, a greener planet uh, thank you very much for your time Jamil that was chief analyst at GTC Dubai Jamil Ahmad Thank <laughs> you.